Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that offer you tools to live up to your full potential. I literally pinch myself every time I record a new podcast. This is a dream that has been eight years in the making, and I'm so grateful that you are spending a part of your day with me. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. Welcome to another episode of Recognize Your Truth. Today's guest is Lyndall Keith. He is a speaker and personal development coach. And he also is very passionate about a nonprofit uh, organization that he's involved in called 320 Festival. And we're going to speak a little bit about that, which, which kind of talks about mental health and, um, you know, just some of the things that you could do to help keep your, your mental health clear and, cl- and the clarity that you could, um, that you could bring to your to yourself and to others but also the stigma around mental health and you know what it creates for uh, people around you and and really speaking to the, the mental health community and industry as a whole and and trying to just disrupt that stigmatism that we kind of put on on that on that mm-hmm. we, we label it and we put words around it so uh, welcome, Lyndall. Thanks for so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it. And first, first thing that I want to say out of the gate is I'm not a personal development coach. I'm a personal development student. I will always oh. be a, a student okay. of personal development. Um, hope maybe one day that could be a possibility. Uh, <laughs> sure. I sure. don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm qualified to coach someone yet when I'm still trying to get my own crap together. Well, um, and I think that's the journey that we all go through is as we're learning and growing, we're helping bring others along with us. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a never-ending process. I, I just started reading uh, John Maxwell's um, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Uh-huh. I just started reading that today and making that kind of my, guide, my guidebook. He recommends you know, a chapter a day and you journal along with it and all of that. Sure. And really... I've spent so much of my life trying to attain things and just attain success and going after my dreams and going after my goals and forgetting about myself and my own kind of sanity. And then those bad thought processes would get in the way and whatever opportunity I was going after wouldn't happen because I would sabotage it. Sure. And and I think we all self-sabotage, um, you know, at, at different points and different events in our life, we we want something, we want to create something, and then we we know what to do to get there, and we don't do it. We do everything but the path that we're supposed to go on to get there, and, and, yes. and we self sabotage. All right, let let and and I love that book. By the way, I have it. I did a mastermind group on it. I did a study on it. Um, it's in my desk drawer, and I I read it constantly and I refer to it quite often so I have a feeling I'll be doing the same thing I mean (laughs) I I picked it up on the perfect day I started reading it today and the first chapter was exactly where I'm at mentally you know and it's 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 really cool Uh, John Maxwell's amazing and uh, you're John Maxwell certified I am. And, um, you know, going through the certification and becoming um, a coach through his organization, uh, I did it about a year ago. 
And it's led me down this journey and down this path of continuing self-development, continuing being a student of personal development, but also um, creating a podcast and, and helping bring others along with me. And, and, you know, you really feel better about yourself when you could help others feel better about themselves. And so, you know, creating that coaching um, environment and, you know, just being able to empower, uplift, inspire other people, it's, it's fueled me and it ignites me. And so it's just been um, quite a journey. Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of work. Kudos yes. to you. I mean, I'm, I'm, you. I'm just now digging into trying to figure out this whole podcast world. And <laughs> I started my own thing. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but I, it, I, I'm yeah. ready, you know, and I, I want to talk about like, I, I want to interview successful people, but I don't want to talk about their success. I find inspiration in the challenges that they overcame along the way. Right, right. And that's really what I, I want to hear those stories because right. they're, they're the most fascinating ones, in my opinion of like, oh my gosh, that happened to you? And what did you do to get out of it? Like, how did you even overcome that? Those stories are powerful, but they're not talked about a whole lot. And, um, and that's what I love to talk about when I bring guests onto my podcast. I want to unpack their stories. Um, and yeah. of course, I love, you know, whatever they've achieved and wherever they are in their life. But we all know that there's a journey to get there. And so I want to know more about their journey. And really what I like asking questions on is, what was your mindset? How did you transform your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? How did you do that? How did you get to where you are? And so those are the, the, the kind of stories I like to unpack. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because you talked about the 320 festival and you know, yes, it, it's a mental health kind of uh, organization to raise awareness. So let's, let's kind of dive into that and tell me a little bit about it and, and how you got involved in that. Okay. Uh, I was recently introduced through a musician friend of mine. Um, I was one of the producers of the Big Texas Rally for Recovery that went down at the, you know, where the Texas Rangers play uh -huh. this last October. Um, and there's a recovery musician out of Indiana that we booked for the stage. And he came down and he performed and he, uh, con we became really good friends and he contacted me recently and said, Hey, I got invited to play at this festival called the 320 festival in Los Angeles in, uh, in May of 2020. And it's uh, being produced by Talinda Bennington, who is the, uh, the widow of Chester Bennington, who was the front man for Lincoln park, uh, who took his own life a couple of years ago. And she was real inspired to start uh, a nonprofit called change direction. So, the 320 Festival is a product of the, the nonprofit, which is called Change Direction. It's changedirection.org. So she, she wanted to produce this festival. Um, it's a community festival, mental health awareness, and uh, it's, it's a mental health summit. There's going to be speakers. There's going to be panels. There's going to be roundtable discussions. They have at least, I think, 20 nonprofit partners that are going to be on site with actual tents. It's a free event at the LA Live uh, Complex, downtown LA, um, all day festival. And they'll have counselors on hand uh, to talk with you for free, whatever you may be going through mental health wise, uh, suicide prevention. This is you know, the brainchild of, of her dealing with the, uh, the death of her husband and taking sure. his own life. So this is her, her give back. And then it's gonna end, it's gonna culminate in a benefit concert. 
So she partnered with uh, Kevin Lyman and uh, Kevin Lyman uh, group. They, uh, they're responsible for a number of different festivals, but the, the most famed one that he did that he fa- founded was the Warped, uh, Warped Tour 25 uh-huh. years ago. They just finished their 25, uh, 25th year, and I think that they're not going to do any more, but he still does other festivals, and he's a uh, full-time professor at USC now, a really awesome guy. So uh, a nonprofit that I uh, kind of helped create back in 2009 called the Recording Artists Guild um, in Los Angeles during my 12-year tenure in, in L.A., we wanted to start an organization that looked after artists as individuals, not just products. To a record label, you're a product, right? Sure. So we recognized, hey, well, there's, we don't have a guild for recording artists. There's Screen Actors Guild, Writers Guild, Directors Guild, Producers Guild. There's all these guilds that look after you with like benefits and stuff like that, but nothing like that for recording artists. So I teamed up with a couple of executives, and that's how that was born. Um, you know, basic stuff, medical benefits for recording artists, uh, life insurance stuff, financial planning. Now we offer worldwide distribution. We do a whole lot of really cool things for independent artists. So I was able to to make that partnership between the Recording Artists Guild and the 320 Festival. And um, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna be speaking on on one of the panels. We're still trying to figure out where I'm gonna get plugged in, but I'm speaking about you know living with addiction and and some other topics and things that I've. Um, struggled with for a long time. So I, I love your passion on, you know, getting involved in recovery, getting involved in mental health. I think it's such an important topic that's not discussed. And even more so, it's not discussed in certain communities and in certain environments. Um, I think being like a recording artist or in the music industry, or I think even more so, um, it's really difficult for males to talk about mental health because they put this stigma around themselves of being, you know, strong and, you know, the, the provider and, you know, they can't have a breakdown, nothing could happen to them. And so, right. you know, it's really difficult for a male to talk about mental health. And so what are your thoughts about that? Well, we definitely live in a society that's this program the alpha male you know we, we have to be the caretaker we have to be the one you know be strong boys don't cry you know type right. type stuff and that's just the furthest thing from the truth like one of my favorite people of all time is Brené Brown yes um, Dr. Brené Brown and her talks on vulnerability and the power in vulnerability and and being open and, and honest and we we live in such a me-centric society when actually a we-centric society is the way things could work well. Sure, yeah. sure. And everyone wants to pretend like nothing's wrong. And everyone's going through something, you know. Right. There's a range of human emotions. We all, there, mental health exists, whether if it's the bad word, mental health or mental illness or whatever. Mental health is mental health. And right. it's, you know, your, your brain is an organ, just like your kidneys and your liver. Those things can get sick. Well, your brain can get sick too, you know. And, and so it's not just the way that it's, portrayed you know is is the biggest hang up and i think the more people uh, this is why podcast is so awesome and, and youtube channels and all these people coming out and sharing their stories and recovering out loud and, and being real i think the, the more talk that goes on about it the more healing can happen and the nicer we are to each other really i mean i i think that i think sharing and being honest is, is the most powerful thing that anybody can do male or female 
Um, I, I just went to a digital summit not too long ago, and one of the things that they talked about was catering to, you know, different generations and, you know, the upcoming generation, which is Gen Z, which um, those, those young people are just now earning their first paycheck. So, you know, very young, you know, 20s. And just the things that they're passionate about is authenticity, real, you know, um, there were so many, they were talking about how advertising agencies and big companies are taking Photoshop out of the out of the, the images that they're portraying of these people because they just want things to be real. And I think in my generation, we grew up in this very, I don't want to say plastic world, but everything was, you know, put together very neat and clean and, and, and looks like it's all tied up with a, in, a, in a pretty package with a pretty bow. And in the younger generations, they are kind of unraveling and disrupting that um, because they, they want the real, they want the authentic. And I love right. that. that. That's, that's just so inspiring to, to know that. Yeah. That's why influencer marketing is, is such a, is such a great thing, you know, um, right. because pe people, people follow people that they trust and they like, and, you know, if you have a really cool product and, you know, you, you have a good why behind it and you really care about society and people and all these things, you can team up with, an influencer that already has your demographic sure. and you save a ton of money on advertising and you're getting real authentic promotion. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just big win-win. There, there's so many cool things about it, but you know, back to the, you're talking about the, re the recording artist thing and, and, and the, the male thing. And you know, the, there's a, a big problem, not just in the music business, but with college students and, and uh, you know, high school students and whatever taking Adderall. Mm -hmm. up to stay at long periods of time. The sure. long-term effects of Adderall are absolutely horrible for you. So my, uh, my business partner with the Recording Artists Guild, he spent two years of R&D. Uh, you know, he, he works with some major, major artists. He's in uh -huh. the studio with them all the time. And he sees all these things going on. You know, the engineers, everybody's popping all this Adderall and blah, 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 blah. So he's like, okay, I got I to gotta come up with a solution. So he did two years of research and development. He came up with a product called Herberol. And it's basically, it's, it's all natural. It's plant-based. It's vegan-friendly. It's made in the USA in an FDA-approved plant. And it's basically like herbal Adderall. I mean, it's wow. awesome. Wow. All natural, like no jitters, no crash, doesn't curb your appetite. And you get stuff done just like superior focus. And uh, so it's really cool. Um, I, I think he's going to have the opportunity to kind of speak a little bit about that product on a panel at the uh -huh. festival as well, because it's such a big issue and it's, it's just really cool to, you know, know him and call him friend and, and see like what this product, like the, the reviews are crazy about it. It's going like gangbusters on Amazon. So it, it's, I, I think, I think he's found a really good solution to a big problem. That, I love that. And, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we link that up in the show notes so that because we're speaking about his product, so that if people have um, questions or want to know more information, we'll make sure that we link that up in the show notes so that they can have access to it. So, so let's go back to, to mental health and, and the stigma around it. And so I, I kind of want to find out what are your thoughts about 
changing that stigma. Like how, like, you know, like you're, you're part of this, you're going to speak on this panel at this festival. Like, how do you start to make those changes for society to, to think like you were just saying, you know, your brain is an organ, just like your heart or just like, you know, any other part of your body. How do you start, you know, getting mass movements and getting those people to, to think of it like, like you just described? That's a, that's a very good question. And, you know, I, I think, I think one of the biggest topics that I really want to hit on that's important is understanding anxiety in the social media age. Okay. That's, that's a and, great topic. <laughs> and the, the numbers are absolutely staggering. I kind of like to lay it out, like kind of, kind of like a, a, a timeline, you know, we don't really, um, we're not really taught much about actually anything. We're not taught anything about how our subconscious mind actually works. Right. When we're taught through school, we're taught the conscious part of the mind, you know, just the, the eight things that the conscious part of the mind does. But like the subconscious part where all of the real stuff is going on, we're not taught how to use it or how it works or anything like that. So being flooded and inundated with all of these images, those images get hardwired and your, your belief system, this is the, it's, it's so weird how it breaks down. And I'm sure you know all about this, but your, your, your thoughts come from your belief system. Right. The beliefs have to come from somewhere. And the, right. that, the belief system exists. Right. John Maxwell calls it the, the, the BS, the belief system. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so what's, what's happened, like the trend that we see, if you trace it back, right, before, before radio existed, if you were to sit down and have a conversation with great-grandparents or whatever that were around before the radio, topic of conversation was totally different and the radio came out and there was trends that were set and seeds were planted right so thoughts began to change and follow that trend right because that's where your attention goes where your right. attention goes creation flows right right so what's what's crazy if you follow the trend once once tv came out then it took it to a whole nother level because it used images the subconscious right yeah. the subconscious works on images right so they found out quickly based on what they knew to be true about the subconscious that we can create pr and marketing as a means of manipulating people into buying crap they don't need yeah i'm reading um seth godin's book all marketers tell lies slash stories right now yeah absolutely like one of my mentors said it's called television because it tells a vision Yes. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's television programming because it's literally programming you. Yes. So it's weird that if you follow the trend, the trends in our society tend to follow right along with the content that's being fed to us. Yes. So I think that like, if you, if you look since, since, since Facebook really took off, I think it really, really started to take off in 2009. Uh-huh. And they, you know, they, the founders talk openly about the algorithms and how it's designed and the dopamine hits and, you know, all, all that stuff, it, it, it literally, that, that like that instant gratification or whatever is right. just like getting a dopamine hit. Of yeah. It's like your text, it's like a text whatever. on your phone. It's like the ding when you get a text on your phone. 
Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're, we're so inundated, but like when, when television took over the spike in mental health issues went up because we're starting to get program. You have to look a certain way. Right. Right. So now it's even crazier because With of social media. media. It's inundated all over the place. And it's constant, like, oh, my God, I got to check my phone. What's going on? Who's this? I got to think about my tweet. And all it is is just a big distraction. Yes. So I think that the conversation comes more of how can we become more aware of the, the dangers and, like, you know, balancing it, how you use it, you know, things of that nature. It can be a very powerful tool to connect people. But it, it, it can also be the decimation of the human race, in my opinion. Sure. And I think, you know, kind of speaking to what you were talking about, you know, we're fed information from our parents, from our teachers, from our coaches, from our siblings, from our friends, from relatives, from, you know, the people that we surround ourselves with. And like you said, when, when you're exposed to television or radio or podcasting or, um, you know, social media, I mean, what, whatever you're exposed to, your subconscious is taking on and absorbing all that information, good, bad, or otherwise. And so we have to be so mindful of the thoughts that we are creating based on the information that is being fed to us. And so I know I go down those rabbit holes all the time. I might be on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever social media platform I'm on and then you click on something and before you know it it's sucked up you know an hour of your time and you're like what did I, what did I just do I just went down all these rabbit holes or mm -hmm. you look at these pretty pictures and you look at some family on vacation and you think they have such an awesome life and you know and, and you start and, to compare yes it's just a natural process and I mean I, I've had friends sit down and tell me, well, do you want the non-Facebook version of my life? You know, like literally that's what they will sit there and say. And I'm like, yes, I want the non-Facebook version of your life. Um, so, you know, people put out this content and this information um, that you get sucked into that you think that's what they really do live like. That's how they really live. And it's, it's not true, but your subconscious mind is taking this information and going, I've got to live like that. I've got to compare myself to that. I've got to do that. Yeah. Um, do you like, uh, are you a Les Brown fan? Yes. Yes, definitely. His, uh, his son, John Leslie was, a um, a guest. I, I, I did a, I live streamed a pilot for a transformational talk show out of my big four car garage in LA. We turned uh -huh. the whole garage into a Tonight Show set and uh, had awesome. a live band. And, but uh, John Leslie Brown was my motivational speaker guest for the uh -huh. show. It was all about transformational entertainment and transformational ways of doing business and blah, blah, blah. And he, one of the things he said was when he was young, he used to be baffled that his father made more money in a day than most of his friend's parents made in an entire year. Uh-huh. And he asked him, how do you do it, dad? What's your secret? And he said, simple. I'm not focused on the distractions. Yeah. Yeah. It's something so small like that. I think it's all about awareness. I think, I think awareness is the number one thing. The more we become aware of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to implement this more into my life, like this knowledge that I've acquired through different mentors and blah, blah, blah. And I haven't been the, been the best at it, you know? Sure. We all... We, we all fall. Yeah. 
but you fail forward and yeah. you you pick up and you you learn and you grow and you know that you're not going to make that exact mistake twice or maybe you do and you keep making it until you get it right yeah, yeah. always make new mistakes <laughs> sure sure and there's always there. opportunity for growth always oh, yeah oh yeah. yes always yeah. i'm i'm very excited about um you know this uh this festival and, and what it's going to do and how many lives it's going to touch and and just i'm very grateful to be a part of it and my uh my wife is um volunteering she's a full-time student at unt um to be a, a therapist and a counselor wow and, um, that's, that's awesome I yeah so she, she's going to go and volunteer and be a part of the event in some form or fashion we're still trying to figure out what that looks like but um and she's going to go with me to florida in, in march Oh, that's, the, that's really cool. Yeah. The, the John Maxwell certification. So, so yeah. tell me, um, tell me a little bit about how we could get a hold of you, what you're, what you're going to, you know, I know you're going to start doing podcasting pretty soon. What, you know, what do you think that's going to look like? Tell us, you know, how we can get a hold of you and how we can follow you. Okay. Um, so there's a, there's a, a couple, couple things I want to throw out there as well. Sure. Too, that are very important that I'm, I'm very passionate about. Um, right, right now I'm co-producing a, a film. I'm sure okay. you're familiar with Zig Ziglar. Yes. Uh, so the Zig Ziglar documentary that's on Amazon Prime, it's called Zig, You Were Born to Win. Uh -huh. um, my, uh, my producing partner, Andy Costa, did that film. So he's real tied into that whole Ziglar family. Um, and he, uh, he came to me with the concept, uh, a documentary called Second Chance. So one okay. thing that I'm really, really big on is um, recidivism rate. The recidivism rate, people coming out of prison, is absolutely ridiculous. It's 84%. 84% and largely due to lack of resources. So we're producing a feature-length documentary film called Second Chance, and it's specifically highlighting different private initiatives that exist that are helping people, whenever they come out of prison, helping them transition into society, find the resources they need to get plugged in, to get a job, there's a lot of programs that exist, um, just a lot of people don't know about it. So that's that's something that I'm real uh, passionate about. And he's, I've been working for quite some time uh, developing the Lyndall Keith speaker, storyteller, event host sure. brand. That's my personal branding. Um, I, I want to sh share my stories of overcoming, we're not going to get into that. My stories are insane. Um, but speaker, storyteller, event host, I love hosting. I love emceeing. I did stand-up comedy in L.A. for a number of years. I really love getting the comedy club hype. That's what I, I love doing that. <laughs> it's so much fun. Awesome. Um, so I've been working hard on building that brand. That Everything is at Lyndall Keith. That's L-Y-N-D-O-L-K-E-I-T-H. At Lyndall Keith on Instagram, at Lyndall Keith Facebook. Um, LyndallKeith.info is my website. Um, Andy, my producing partner right now, has just taken, uh, I've, been, I've been compiling quite a bit of footage over the last couple of years of me in the comedy club, podcast interviews, speaking engagements, stuff like that. So now we just started the editing process on my reel. So um, tomorrow uh, we're doing another interview with me to do the fi uh, finishing touches. So hopefully within a week or two, I'll have that demo reel complete, highlighting speaker, storyteller, event host. Uh-huh. Um, and that's really where I'm putting a lot of my uh, my energy and and speaking with a company in LA about some some representation both on film projects and also for my personal brand. 
um, some friends that I have out there that are pretty high up there. So um, the podcast, I, I really want to aim to to launch it maybe the end of Q1. Uh-huh. I'm just in development phase right now. And I, I just now got, this isn't even hooked <laughs> up yet. <but laughs> I'm playing around with some programs on here and trying to, you know, just get the basics down. Um, but uh, I'll probably launch that at the, the end of the end of Q1. And I believe that's going to be called Magic and Misfit. Um, I want to talk about the magic and I want to talk about the misfit. Awesome. So we, well, we, we all have it. Sure. And I will make sure that everything you said is linked up in the show notes so that people know how to get a hold of you and um, how to follow, you know, your, your Amazon, you know, movie that's going to come out. I'll, I'll make sure that we link everything up in the, in the show notes so people know how okay. to get a hold of you. Yeah. Right now we're, um, we're in the, uh, we're in the fundraising stage for the documentary. It's okay. going to be about a year long, about a year long project, something like that. So uh, we really wanted to create it as an avenue. There's a lot of companies that have second chance initiatives that are actually being open about it now. Uh-huh. Um, so the way that we kind of have it designed is we want to offer um, we want to offer companies the ability to support the project financially and then be featured in the documentary so they can talk about their second chance program, maybe highlight one of their employees that received a second chance and now has success or or whatever. So it becomes a marketing tool for them. Um, so there's opportunities there. If there's any businesses that want to get involved or sponsor or donate or whatever, um, that's where we're at with that. And then just, there's a, there's a lot we could talk for three hours, but I know we, we could. Um, so I'm going to, I'll make sure and, and do all of that, link it all up. I want to just acknowledge you for your vulnerability and for, and thank you so much for coming on and, and connecting with me and, and being a guest. And I've loved having this conversation and, you know, I can't wait to see where you go and, you know, maybe we need to reconnect like in a year from now after you've kind of gone through some of your, your coaching and your developing and you have your podcast out and, you know, I, I would love to, to kind of just track and see where you are a year from now. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. I would love to. It's, it's going to be a fun, this little 12-month uh, map that I have laid out is going to be a fun journey, and, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you like what you hear and you want to know more information, you could contact me at lisa at recognizeyourtruth.com. I also sell my sticky notes on my website at recognizeyourtruth.com. If you are looking to launch a podcast and you want to know step-by-step how to do it, I have a course that is starting in January, but I have a free guidebook on how to launch a podcast where I put a lot of great content and information in there and you can get that in the show notes. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.